Hey everybody, I am Eugene Driscoll and welcome to a really weird episode of Naval Gazing, our weekly podcast, which is heard on uh, WNHH 103.5 LPFM in New Haven. We're also heard on ValleyIndy.org, iTunes, SoundCloud, Libsyn, and, and, and YouTube. And Facebook right now, right? And right now we're live on Facebook, on yeah. Phone. It's a true simulcast. So. Yeah, so we have two things happening. We're, we're recording a podcast. We have no agenda or anything planned. Uh, so we thought the way to do this might be to either take questions or just talk to our readers about anything you wanted to talk about. Feel free to ask questions. Uh, ways, ways we can improve coverage if you have any suggestions for us. Uh, anything at all. So if you're listening to this on Monday as a podcast or on the radio on WNHH, that's what's happening. So if I sound confused, it's because uh, there's a cell phone in front of us, taping us, carrying our image live to Facebook. I'm monitoring our recording of this on here. And actually, you should just say something in the microphone so I make sure this is picking you up. I didn't do a sound check. Something into the microphone. We're doing it live. Color teeny. Tom Snyder, man. I used to watch uh, when he had his... Uh, he came back to TV after Letterman. At one point, after Letterman, yeah yeah, 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 it wasn't his golden years, but I was happy to uh, to watch that show. So I thought, uh, now Ethan, can you monitor whether we're getting questions? Because now I'm oh, looking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, FB. maybe that'll be one of your gigs. Because as I'm doing this, uh, I'm seeing that I'm not really getting uh, our live feed. So anyway, last night was the big reveal in Derby, Connecticut of their uh, downtown plans, uh, if you will. They've been working with a consulting firm called DPZ Partners out of Florida. And all this week there's been a charrette where the public has been able to come in and developers have come in to make suggestions and to look at what uh, some renderings of some possibilities for the downtown redevelopment zone in Derby. And in Derby, that's the land across from City Hall, essentially along the south side of Main Street between uh, the road and the Housatonic River. And the, mm. the big news out of it, I didn't write a story on it yet. I, wanna, I, trans, I taped a lot of it. I want to make sure, you know, double check my stuff and, and then maybe post a story either later today or maybe push us into next week. But the big news out of it was basically the uh, person from uh, DPZ Partners, Marina Corey, said over and over again that the widening, the planned widening of Route 34 by the state DOT, that's Derby's Main Street, that plan widening will ruin chances for redevelopment or ruin chances or, or greatly uh, discourage developers from coming in there. And she meant in terms of seeing a development that Derby wants to see. So she went on, the majority of the meeting was her talking, she referred to it as lipstick on a pig, that basically the DOT plan is to move traffic and trucks through there. That it's not meant to be, it's going to be a highway mm. through downtown Derby. This is something that we've heard from people on Facebook over the years yeah, many yeah, times, yeah. saying like, why, this sounds like a, a highway right through uh, downtown Derby. Uh, and we were sort of assured at many points along, uh, at least since we launched in mm. 2009, that that wouldn't happen. There would be things there that would prevent that from happening. But the verdict from these from DPZ planners was, was to try to get the DOT to tweak their design a little bit. Basically, they were saying it's going to be the DOT plan is to widen the road to 120 feet, 
which is just doesn't make any sense to them. Mm. They're saying the type of development you'll get if you do that on the south side of Main Street or basically what you see on uh, Route 34 where Walmart is, where you have a lot of parking and then a boxy type store. Uh, and it's not what you want to see in planning, I guess, nowadays. It's not the uh, new urbanism that you hear so yeah, much yeah, about. This DPZ Partners is pretty much the... They literally the, wrote the book yeah, on, yeah, yeah, exactly. on new urbanism. And the plans, I mean, uh, th- there were three options for to, for development down there. And basically, it's hard for me to summarize without really going over it again, but they envisioned sort of a neighborhood down there almost. One of the things they pointed out was, if you look at, okay, what's the biggest tax generator in downtown Derby? Home Depot, right? Everyone mm. knows it's Home Depot. But they said, if you look at, per acre, what Home Depot generates in taxes per acre on there, the value of that type of development is actually greatly diminished. Um, So they're saying what Derby should do is um, sort of not clustered, but but small development, like small manufacturing, Uh, even the housing should be geared towards millennials. Mm -hmm. You know, they said that over and over again. Uh, not necessarily families with kids, but sort of uh, millennials who who make a lot more money than me. Uh, they said that you know the statistics bear this out, and they're looking for places uh, such as Derby to live because the train is right there. Oh, we have one comment. So, uh, Tom Harbinson says it's important for the median on Main Street slash Route 34 to be constructed because of the sewer line relocation. I don't know if that came up at all during the meeting it, it didn't uh, basically uh, you know the, the thought from dpz was that route 34 project is uh the, the 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 emphasis on that design is to move trucks mm. through downtown derby it has nothing to do with preserving the character of downtown derby uh or bringing back mm. the character so i mean uh, that didn't come up last night uh, the and, and the other thing that they said I mean, basically, they said, okay, you got a Home Depot in there. Home Depots aren't made to last forever. Eventually, they go away. And every year, they, uh, you know, their taxes go down. Uh, It's not a good, it's not a good way to plan your city. And the other thing they said, basically, was that Derby made huge mistakes by tearing down those buildings. Uh, The south side of Main Street used to have uh, old buildings. And DBZ said the city should not have torn them down. Even blighted, they would have been worth more. That it's much, the way you should be thinking or the, the way the city should have been thinking and what's done is done is to renovate those buildings. Mm. That would have gotten a lot more bang for your buck. Derby would have, they estimated probably a million dollars more in tax revenue had they not torn down those buildings. So this was a huge news. And, and the thing about it was DPZ didn't let Mayor Degato know, uh, Derby Mayor Anita mm. Degato. She learned about this uh, conclusion with the rest of us. Mm. So, uh, you know, people are being, or this DPZ urged, if, if, if you want to see the south side of Main Street develop in the right way if you want to see sort of a community there as opposed to a strip mall, uh, if you want to see something community-driven with uh, the right type of housing, even some small uh, uh, manufacturing that employ like 10 to 12 people mm-hmm. that can coincide next to uh, a, a residence easily, you have to, basically it's political at this point, and I talked to some people afterward, and the city of Derby needs to come together and put pressure on the DOT to tweak their design. And did, did they get into like what, because I mean, Route 34 has to go somewhere, obviously. Did they get into what would be a better way of, of doing it? One, or? Of th- one of the things, yeah, they did. They presented alternatives themselves that could, uh, they felt, get 
traffic through there, but in a way that basically doesn't shove it down downtown Derby's throat. Mm -hmm. They are saying like, look, if at the end of the day, we have a road that truckers, 18 wheelers don't want to use, they'll find another way to get to where they're going. That, that they, they well, took that like, as, people have always said that about Route 34 well, in general. Like, the, why are there, why, you know, people say trucks shouldn't have even be allowed there. It is ridiculous. When you get to, like, Pink House Cove in right. that area. It's or just, the Stevenson Dam yeah, coming yeah, from yeah. Newtown. It is ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous. the only good thing about it is that, you know, you get behind one truck and it, like, it'll slow everybody down and, you know, reduce the chance of an accident. But, you know, you wonder whether they do really uh, or not. Yeah, so it was, I mean, you know, it was called the big reveal, and I walked in there expecting to see, you know, specific detailed plans, but uh, a, a good, po I mean, by the end of it, and, and, and this woman, Ms. Ms. Cordry, was a pretty, uh, I might have just mispronounced her name, let me just check, Corey, sorry, uh, by the end of it, I think I would have jumped off the top of the building, because she was so passionate about, in her opposition to mm -hmm. Route uh, 34 widening, and this is something I had heard when I stopped by one of the charrettes. One of the planners uh, uh, took me aside with the mayor and basically said, you do not want Route 34 widened to 120 feet. Mm -hmm. It's a highway through uh, your downtown redevelopment zone. And their worry is basically that the, the downtown redevelopment zone in Derby is, is already basically very isolated. You know, you've got the river walk there, which mm. is a great thing. But then you've got, you know, the poop station. The, uh, yeah, the, the, sewage, the, treatment. the sewage treatment plant yeah. is right there. So it has challenges, they called it. And it's isolated. If you put a four-lane highway in there, a 120-foot roadway, it's going to be continue to be disconnected from the rest of Derby. So that means, you know, the part of Derby that's struggling now where, like, Elizabeth Street, well, not really Elizabeth Street, but Olivia Minerva, mm. where, they, where they meet Main Street there, there's potential there. And there's still old buildings there. But 120-foot road, in this, uh, in DPZ's opinion, will, will further, you know, it's not going to stitch it together. It's mm. still going to be two different uh, uh, cities, essentially, on, on either side of that highway. And so uh, something I've heard over the years is, like, uh, with specifically with reference to downtown Derby is, you know, hey, you got Route 34, got Route 8 coming right through here. We got the train station. It's a multimodal transportation center. But is that 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 it sounds like the the DPZ is view, views that as sort of a weakness more than a, a strength. Well, they, they just you know, know. well they said you know yeah that the train station there is a great and and if you know, the if state, trains you know ran state, a little more frequently the states making improvements and basically the DPZ plan was looking ahead twenty to thirty years they're not saying I mean it, they're not saying here's this plan you're going to have a developer in uh, next week but uh, you know it was different than. Things we've seen in the past in Derby, uh, just looking at the plans, uh, this one was not, you know, squares and lots of parking. Mm. Uh, and, and they're saying that that's not what you want. That type of development is now outdated. So uh, it was quite sobering. I mean, and, and again, it was like things that we've heard on Facebook from people. I guess this is, again, it goes back to, if you want to go back to uh, the election we just had on the U.S. Uh, level, you know, uh, President-elect Trump. Mm. All the stories are saying there was this great silent majority out there, or however you want to. I guess it's not technically a majority because the popular vote, but again, you can't ignore the, the common. Were in the states where it counted, yeah. You can't you can't ignore the the the, the common guy, and uh, you know we whenever we wrote about that Route 34 widening, our readers would say, "This is a highway. This is a highway. This is no good. This is no good." And I would get on there and be like, "Well, they're saying yeah, that yeah, no, yeah. that's not true." But then you get this outside third party gets in there. And it was like throwing cold water. 
hmm. on Derby. So again, like there's DBZ is saying, if you want to see the DOT tweak their plan, you have to write the mayor. It's got to be a political thing. It's got to be people coming together and opposing uh, that plan. And it's, I mean, I guess the the the, the high the Route 34 widening is slated to begin in uh, 2018. We have another uh, a few more. Tom has a few more uh, questions and comments, but Christine. Bucci Caprelazzi, I'm probably mispronounced that, asks, MTA trains are really limited in the Valley in general. Do you know if there are any plans to expand service? Uh, yes. They, they, a couple of years ago, they, um, they've, they've, the State Bond Commission funded, a, I think they're doing like a, a study right now, like the design of a, what's called a siding. Uh, system. Well, it's further along than that. That's starting oh, okay. to happen. Okay. If you go, if you search Christine on Twitter, uh, the Waterbury line. Right. Yeah. 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 They're good. Uh, you'll ha- you'll get a ton of information on uh, on that project. So the state is planning yeah, to yeah. make or the, Basically, the, DO- the like, DOT is making improvements yeah, to the Waterbury there's line. There's one set of tracks between uh, Bridgeport and Waterbury, and what this system allows is like it's a it's like a a, a way for trains to pull onto a second side of track. A second set of tracks as the train going the other way passes because the way things are now it's just you could only do move one train up and down the line at the same time joke which is why it takes three hours to get a train but i I can't recommend the waterbury line on twitter enough yes and if you search through their their uh their their twitter feed you'll you'll find they're also very good about like there's going to be bus you know uh bus uh i forget what they call it um, busing Instead of taking the train, you know, bus replacement service or whatever. They're pretty good about that. But uh, going back to Tom, he said the data-driven presentation was fascinating, which was the same word you used uh, last night to to describe that presentation. So it sounds like, you know, an interesting uh, dialogue, at least, if... uh, if it wasn't what people were looking yeah. forward to hear, hearing. Yeah, I mean, anyway. and maybe that's what, I mean, like you mentioned, the the national election. I mean, it seems that like at these public forums and stuff for projects like this, it's it's just, you know, are, are people being told just what they want to hear instead of you know, what the naked truth is? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too yeah. much into it. I mean, and according to, and I live in Derby, so it was kind of tough to hear this because everyone wants that. You know, I mean, the thought that I had walking in there is that the road widening would be a good thing and that, you know, but they're saying, you know, you widen it to 120 feet, you get, you know, Taco Bell and a, and a Dunkin' Donuts, uh, you get like the target, you get, you get big parking lots and things that aren't going to generate the tax revenue. One thing that fascinating that they said was that if you look at downtown Derby by acreage, like how much tax is being generated by, by acre, the, the, one generating the most money for the city at this point is uh, one of the buildings that's going to be torn down. There's there's one little building there that uh, it might have been a woodworking place. I'm not sure exactly what it was, okay. but it's sort of an island so unto itself. St. Anthony's in there now? Or? No, past that. Okay. If, you, if you're coming from Home Depot, that's on your left-hand side. Past uh, the St. Anthony's bookshop, there's just one building standalone. Standing. A standalone. Is ivy on the side of it? Is that where? I guess I don't stif- know. I just I hopefully think that's people where the will Republicans know. gathered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it, that building, which is going to be torn down, is actually the biggest uh, mm-hmm. tax generator if you look at it by acreage. So they really came in there. It was kind of like when you, you know, like I don't know. I went to college and I realized, oh, I'm a, I'm a moron from high school. I was like, there's so much. I mean, this that's what that meeting was like uh, last night. So uh, we'll see what what happens 
there. Are there any other comments on there? And again, this is, uh, I'm Eugene Driscoll, and that's Ethan Fry. If you're listening to us Monday on WNHHLPFM, uh, streaming live on newhavenindy.org and Valley Indy, or newhavenindependent.org and Valley Indy. Dot org. We're taping. Uh, we're taping. Says, Thanks. Yeah, no problem. No problem. And that's uh, Christine from the Horror Fest. Oh, that yes, I thought I thought I recognized that name. The CT oh. Horror Fest, which is going to be in Danbury. Well, it was in Danbury this year, but they're switching. I think they're going to the. They're going to be at the Ice Arena, and they're going to have movies playing at the Palace. I don't know. I hope, hopefully, I'm not messing that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then connected to that is there's these uh, Seymour in the Strand Theater. There are these horror movies playing. Uh, every month and they must be doing well they must be selling them out or at least close to because they keep on announcing uh new ones so uh that's that let's go over some stats i mean if nobody has any other questions for the moment and again if you're listening to this in podcast form we're a little awkward because we're we're videotaping this live or recording this live and it's on our facebook page and we're monitoring for questions live from the audience uh, as all my stuff just totally okay recent podcast so we just got through Hey, is there any questions on, uh, before I go into no, this? No, no, no. So we just went through an election cycle, and uh, this year the Valley Indy attempted to do some state uh, race coverage, So, which we don't normally do. You know, People go elsewhere if they want to read about uh, the state. Their CT Mirror, their Connecticut Post, and well, the Connecticut Post has, has reporters, CT News, News Junkie. junkie yeah. uh, so anyway, but we thought we have this podcast form why not try to do interviews with the candidates? So anyway, just our recent podcast, the last one we did was with uh, Seymour First Selectman Kurt Miller and uh, uh, Tarek Raslin, where we talked about uh, the the reaction to the election. It was called uh, Trump Land Voted for Rosa too, something mm. like that. We gave it a little bit of a clickbaity headline. I wanted people to, to listen. 170 listens, hmm. which was... Not what I thought. I thought it would do uh, better than that, but I think there's election fatigue. I think we hit it right when we uh, we posted that. But if I mean, all these are available on iTunes and it's on YouTube and it's on. If you go to valleyindy.org and click uh, navel gazing, you can go back and to listen to that. I was really proud of the discussion we had. Uh, then we did. A, I did a podcast roundtable with five guests, uh, and that was 538. Yeah, that listens. was really good. Uh, like I've you know. I live in Shelton, but uh, just listening to that, I, you know, it, it was a really good service to Derby voters. I thought. And I just got and, a, and Safari just quit on me, so this uh, is we're having technical problems. And it was here. it was nice to see so many uh, elected. I think they were all elected officials, or there, there was the one guy from Charter Revision was appointed. I guess I'm looking at the phone. I, I think I can see Tom Harbison's head from here. <laughs> His little. But it was it was cool that they were willing to come Tom, in. Tom, you're right here uh, if you're watching on a Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, and and sit down, yeah, and talk to each other about it for an yeah. hour, and that more than us, an hour. And just pointing out, you know, one thing I want. We've got a couple of people. I don't have their names in front of me, but since the election, uh, Jack Walsh is one. Zani Amatovsky uh, uh, is another, and there's a third I, I don't remember who donated. Who after the election uh, donated a couple dollars to the Valley Indian? We really appreciate that, and I think one thing we might want to do is the the you know the Derby Charter podcast that cost us four hundred dollars because I went out and we we bought uh, some additional microphones and some additional equipment to pull it off. Uh, so we might. St- I was thinking about maybe doing a GoFundMe to sort of try to recoup the money we spent uh, to do that coverage because it does cost money. I mean, mm. we had freelancers that night; we have to pay them. Uh, you know, so it was not a, not a huge amount of money, but it, it does it cost at least, I'll say six to seven hundred dollars to cover the election that night. 
Is there another question, or I'll go uh, on? Giacomo Mascolo asks... Hey, I'll see you at Thanksgiving, right? Totally. Depending s- on this question. Totally self-serving, but will the dam be closed for traffic on November 23rd, or will work be suspended for the holiday? I'm not sure. If you... Uh, I can't answer that immediately, but if you search valleyindy.org, just... Dot org search Stevenson Dam, and we put the information there. I'm assuming no. I thought I seem to remember them saying they weren't gonna, you know, close it on. I think Valley New Year's was specifically mentioned as it would be. They were just gonna blow up the dam that day. No, okay. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I'm not. I can't give you a, a definite so. answer. And since we're doing this live and recording a podcast, if oh, you okay. search it, you'll find it. Uh, additionally, work will be halted during the Thanksgiving holiday, stopping, stopping on Wednesday, November 23rd, and, and resuming what? on Monday, November 28th, to allow for holiday cr- traffic to pass over the bridge, according to the company's statement. And that's from a thing we published October 13th. So News on demand. Go. Try that, New York Times. Well, t- Try predicting an election correctly, New York Times. I know. I've never felt Boom. so ashamed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, one thing that, you know, we, we got uh, after the election, like earlier this week, uh, I retweeted something about the dude from Breitbart taking a position in the Trump administration, which scares me a little because it's like, you know, to have the media that close, you know, mm. to a president, it's, you know, you're yeah, just an I mean, arm yeah, of the president. something of a sort of, you know. But somebody, somebody, my point was that somebody said, hey, what's with all the anti-Trump tweets? And I mean, here's the thing, like, I mean, we don't cover Trump, mm. so I think I'm allowed to to retweet national news that, as I choose. I mean, that's, mm. a, that's a right. And then secondly, I didn't think, it's the, the whole question of media bias is interesting now because I didn't take those articles as anti-Trump I saw them at looking at an issue about a guy from a former uh, website yeah. going into an administration, which is, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a little, that's a little, I don't know, it could be creepy. Just uh, asking the way. question is seen as like right. an attack. And then I put something on Facebook saying, hey, you know, Facebook's getting so beat up lately with all this fake news stuff. And I think some of it's little media, you know, mm. we got it wrong and we're looking to blame Facebook. Mm. I mean, look, the thing about fake news is if, if, if there's a fake news article, uh, and it bashes the other side. I think human nature now is you're going to share it. It you know you're just going to do that. People are going to share BS no matter what. That's just the way. It, that's, that's not the new. way it is, right? It's and just then, it's it's a lot easier now. But right. you know there's there have been you know election eve misinformation disinformation stuff like that. Yeah, that here it, and elsewhere for right. Yeah, in some of our towns, it's time immemorial. It's a tradition. Uh, but I, you know, I just put on, Hey, it's nice that the, the Valley here has, uh, the Facebook page where it's like, we don't see any of that. There's always a nice discussion. There's not too much name calling. Yeah, that's true. And then somebody got on there and said, basically like, you know, remain unbiased. And, and I was like, well, here's the thing, like whether or not you perceive a news organization to be biased, a lot of times it's, you're bringing your own personal political beliefs mm. to the like this person i clicked on the, the person's account and it was like a gun and call, he proudly declared himself a deplorable which is fine but if you're you know the political lines are so hardened now after this election i get you're, you're gonna if you're you know keep in mind what your own political beliefs are uh that person is probably going to feel that we're biased on on some things it's just the way it is so yeah yeah i expect and, and i expect like, an t- uptick and especially since the the media blew the election so badly mm. i think we're gonna 
And we're like, going to get a lot more accusations like, of bias, I, even on this local level. I say level. this a lot to people when they, uh, you know, if, if, some, if you know, and, and, and it's a, people will think that when you write stories that ask questions that you're being, you know, attacking them or being critical yeah, of them. And it's like, well, no, I'm just, it's just like, I think readers would want to know this. Um, but, you know, it's just... It's right. something you have to you have to do. Like we relayed we relayed comments or I relayed comments that the DPZ DPZ partners made mm. about the Route 34 widening. I mean, is the DOT going to call me up and be like, "You guys are biased, sons of"? It's like yeah, that's not yeah, the way yeah. it works. You have to report the news. And what uh, I what I tell people sometimes is like, if if you want, I could write you a version of that story. That's like that's that, another that's thing, a yeah. lot more critical. I than love yeah. I wrote. You yeah, know? we're like, always we I, could we try to be respectful. This is a hit piece. Like, yeah, I love that word. You hit piece. Yeah, it's like you've you never been hit. It, yeah, that's, yeah. There's come on uh, the game podcast. By the way, that was the one about the uh, documentary about Ansonia Derby football mm. that got 267 listens nice. on our podcast our senator crisco podcast 209 listens george logan interview with uh, the new uh state senator not i guess he's not sworn in yet but our state senator elect yeah 164 listens nicole claritis dietrich 167 uh and then going back a little bit our downtown now podcast where we had the derby uh planner uh come in that got 101 uh, uh, listens, so that was pretty cool. And then I'll just go into, uh, what are we, we're about, uh, we're about 25 minutes into this already. Wow, this is going to be the most rambling pod. I, I apologize to our WNHH New Haven listeners because uh, we're rambling. But our most read stories of the week this week, number six, uh, the Ethan Fry Veterans Day story out of Derby was our yes. six most read. And I, see, I still see Tom Harbison's head on, our, on the thing there. Yeah, he, he posted a new comment. Okay, uh, number five. Fresh talk in the New York Times. Our Trump yeah, Land. Our Trump Land podcast. Uh, number four. And it, hey, the thing about uh, the New York Times and all these, I mean, we're told as journalists, you know, big data, data journalism, looking at all the, you know, mm. that was that was, you know, what we're. They're the major leagues. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. guys that specialize in five thirty-eight. Those they're the new rock stars in journalism, and they blew it. <laughs> they blew it. Because they're not going out, out and talking to people yeah, anymore. And it, it can't all be math. Locally, like our poll, right? Which isn't a, a scientific poll at no. all, but locally, it, it would, did pretty well at predicting the the local results. We have no advertisers. Like we have, like we're, we're a shoestring budget right here, and it's like my shoes are falling apart. Uh, and yeah, we did a better job predicting uh, elections the, than the, five readers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By me, I mean the locally. readers, our neighbors. Uh, then number four, most read of the week, Ansonia on-site decision day, a, a press yeah, release from Ansonia schools. It and took that off. Was, that was just because when Valley viral. that was something that happened the day after the election. That's something we, we would have been there to cover personally. It just it was the day yeah. after the election, which brings up another so, good point. Like and 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 uh, I'm talking a lot. Eileen I know. Amen is probably the best in the business coffee. in terms of the Valley at this. But I said like you know if you take some pictures. And send us a write-up. We'll be happy to publish it. And like, she, she's a former uh, Evening Sentinel reporter, uh, so she knows like AP style and you know how to write it's a pretty big well. Big deal to Ethan AP style. It is. Uh, I tell people that uh, all the time. Because um, on the web, we really have to save space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, to the extent that we can uh, publish stuff like that, just uh, you know, directly from people. We're glad to do it, and, and we're glad that it got so many, so much attention. In the last three weeks, uh, we were doing. 
election stuff, you know, pretty much 24 hours a day, especially in the weekend leading up to it, uh, just posting all those letters to the editors and, and getting the podcast in various forms. It takes time to do that. Mm. You know, we, we, we record the podcast, we edit the podcast, we upload it, we market it. That's all done right, These the two of us. This is it. Uh, so it, it takes time. I mean, you know, it, it literally takes time to process them and to get them to uh, iTunes, and then we have to download them, and then I was getting them up on YouTube. So yeah. my point being, all the press releases that people sent out, sent in over the last, like, three weeks, we just sort of, we had to put aside, and this week we spent an entire day, we posted about 30, 35 mm. community announcements. Uh, so we're happy because, you know, you just feel like you're failing every day when somebody emails you a hundred times, where's mm. my press release? Where's my press release? Well, there is a calendar people should use. You can upload stuff yourself to our calendar. So number three, most read story of the week, Route 8, Seymour, Roadwork. Roadwork is always big. Then the second most story, most read story of the oh, week, nice, yeah. the big switch. That was a story where the principals and the Derby school system each switch jobs for mm. a day. Uh, yeah, that was that. That was nice. And then the number one most read you story. You know it would be. In or well, on ValleyIndy.org. I read this, your shorthand version of this, and I was like, wait, what? But Eclipse oh, and Ansonia. Eclipse, Eclipse and Ansonia. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Eclipse Development Group. Uh, pick up pie, sir. Uh, Eclipse Development Group uh, based in California. They were previously involved in that Derby uh, project, which we discussed briefly at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, but they're uh, looking to do a development in downtown Ansonia. And if you go to valleyindy.org, you could read all about that near the Target property, basically, is the uh, 411. Oh, Tom Harbison said, I thought I had a bigger head. Well, it's, it's you know, I mean, the, the, the camera is like eight feet away. All right. So then uh, moving on to some other filler. Nobody has any questions, although we have that uh, people are watching this. But... Uh, so that was the most read stories of the week. Uh, what other random? Oh, you want some uh, our most read political stories, like going back mm. to uh, the state election. Number five, Logan upsets Crisco. Which you know, some of these go on CT Capital Report. Uh, we're not. Getting, oh right, I, I yeah, thought those yeah, we would. Got some, uh, yeah, a couple yeah. of these stories. I, I figured they was go right to the top, but they're they're not. Uh, Number four, a photo op, then fallout. That was a story Analysis, you did. Analysis, yeah. You did about, uh, there was a, a, a photo op with the, with the Dems and, and Themis Claritus was there and there was some uh, yeah, sword, Hospital, what yeah, do you call yeah. that? Sword wrangling? Saber rattling? Saber rattling, yeah, 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 yeah. Number three, dual office holding debated in Derby. That was the that story was the podcast. and podcast. Number two, the Conroy Claritus Dietria debate. And as I'm, I'm butchering these names, I'm sorry. Uh, and then number one, Trump wins the Valley, mm. big time. So, mm. you know, one thing I was thinking last night, you know, you got to give Teresa Conroy credit as being the only incumbent who didn't welcome just one debate. Hmm. Yeah, Debated yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, we'll see going forward now whether, because she didn't win the election. I don't know if the debates had yeah. played I mean, a part Chris in Go that or not. I mean, Chris refused to debate and he lost. Uh, yeah, and, so you could um, you could do it both ways. Um, Linda, Linda Gen Gentile refused to debate, and she won. So, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Um, I think, yeah, I, I hope and think that we'll have uh, another mayoral debate in Ansonia, at least in Derby next year, um, provided that there's contested elections. I, I would assume that will that I, there will be. There will. I think Derby Derby is going to be 
a Cracker Jack. Mm. Is that right? I don't know. Is that right? Is that the right phrase? Like be, in in Ansonia, that there was discussion, you know, in the in the past few months about a, a Republican primary, but that sort of died down recently. Uh, among the people who we finally are have still sound effects. To me anyway, but wait, yeah, we, we just need the bicycle horn now. <laughs> yeah, Der- I'm, Derby's going to be very, very interesting from what I'm hearing. Okay, so the top tweets. Let's what what, what do people like on Twitter? Uh, I don't personally like Twitter. It doesn't really generate a lot of traffic. Uh, mm. for us but you know we got a couple of uh, minutes to kill our fifth most read tweet derby charter revision vote vote results that was from uh, the night of uh, election november november 8th where derby had two charter questions on the ballot they passed one and rejected the second one which was about dual office holding which i mm. hope to never write about i hate charters just charter revision stuff is evil just to write about it. So, all right, number four, Seymour Liquor Store Burglary. I don't even remember, remember where that's from. I don't even know if that made it to there. It might have just been something we repeated from the Seymour Police Department. Number three, Derby uh, podcast tweet from the day we recorded it. So that was the day we had the Derby Charter Revision uh, podcast roundtable. I put something on Facebook saying we had done it. And so the anticipation for that, and I, I should point out, we're the only news organization, I believe, that actually covered that issue in depth in advance of the vote. Mm. Uh, explained p- to people what it was. And I just want to point out how scary is that? That, you know, if, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. Well, I'll brag. If we weren't <laughs> here, people, and who knows how many people did, just mm. walked into the, the booth that day getting ready to vote for either Trump or Hillary Clinton. And then they're like, what is this stuff yeah, about yeah, the yeah. Derby Charter? You could only get it if you followed us. I mean, that's depressing. It makes me proud on one hand, mm-hmm. but it's like, wow, the, the state of the media is tough. Uh, second most popular tweet of, I guess this is the last 30 days, by the way, is uh, Nicole Claritis Dietria unseats Teresa Conroy. That was again from uh, November. Thanks for correcting a name there. Like, like any, no one's going to see this, Ethan. Why? <laughs> who cares how it's spelled in our notes? And our, our most read tweet, and this probably tells you a little bit about Twitter, was an angry tweet that I did where I said, oh, now I get it. Thanks, TV. after the election, I think, right? Yeah, it was like, I think it was Meet the Press had this tweet where they they compared, they basically said that people who voted for Donald Trump eat at Cracker Barrel, and then... Oh, yeah, the the counties counties with Whole Foods. Oh, my God, yeah. Trump won 22%, but counties with Cracker Barrels, he won like 70-something And again, that's that... That's where data-driven journalism has gone off the tracks. Like, I, I still think it's about, like, shoe leather and talking to people. Mm. At least, I mean, one of the big things that I think uh, all the media is struggling with how they blew this or there's no confidence in them anymore. And, you know, one thing that I think would help is if they just talk to people. You know, like Facebook is really the whole purpose of social media is to be social. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was uh, I, I mentioned that we uh, I spoke, uh, I forget. I think it was last month now at there was a, a leadership greater Valley session at uh, Derby neck library. And they, they organized people for, there was a uh, me um, and then uh, Hugh Bailey, a guy from the Connecticut post. Oh, I didn't know Hugh Bailey spo- was there. Spoke to this Kept uh, that a group. secret. And um, you know, that's the, I forgot how we got off on this tangent, but because uh, I was saying how stupid the big data is when you compare cracker cracker barrel. Oh yeah, yeah, people Somebody, to like, Whole Foods. Yeah, people. and I, I was talking about like uh, in journalism, there's this sort of uh, 
enshrinement of of the man on the street like if you're an intern at a newspaper they'll they'll send you you know go get quotes from the the man on the street and you just have to like w- approach random people and ask them their views on stuff uh but in the age of social media i was saying that's that's pretty much like the man on the street is is our facebook page yeah. you know like that's where the conversation happens and like yeah that you know there are people who aren't on social media um, you don't just, you know, uh, disregard their views. But I, I think we have a, a pretty decent, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, dialogue or, or we have a pretty decent representation of, of the different viewpoints. Yeah. And I think there was just something, I, I don't know who published it, maybe it was Harvard or Neiman Labs or Columbia Journalism Review. One of those said that like people who are engaged locally, uh, if you read the news, usually they're engaged in other ways civically on the local level. And yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. I think that's Definitely. the same for a lot of people on on Facebook. If you're following us and talking to us, uh, there is a core readership of people very involved and who uh, really respect and like their community. So maybe we'll just go on to this week in history stolen from derbyhistorical.org. Mm. All right, November 22nd, 1907, Shelton. Up to two-thirds of the 80 female sewing machine operators in the hose supporter department of the R.N. Bassett Company goes on strike today. Go on strike today, I think. Reports of the reason vary, though there appears to be dissatisfaction over an apparent cut in wages from two and three-quarters cents to one and a half cents per dozen of rows stitched. Management claims nothing has changed. Okay. Uh, November 30, November 23rd, 1932. Sentinel backed off that one. I like the, the use of the well, word apparent. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, something I found out, I, I went to also at the Derby Neck Library. This was like a, a month ago. Um, there were the uh, reference librarian there, and I'm forgetting her name. Um, shame on me. But she does, She did like a she talk. She had an awesome program. I wanted about, to get her on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. If she happens, If anybody happens to be watching and knows her. Let her know. Tell her we're okay. We're um, all right. But she did a presentation about the uh, like labor strife. It was it was around the time of Labor Day. Actually, it was early September. Uh, talking about uh, you know stories like that that we've you know sort of touched on in our this week in history segments. And one thing she mentioned was that apparently the Evening Sentinel was like a big capital backed uh, pay. It was like a it was like a one of the bosses uh, paper, and um, the the paper in Bridgeport at the time it was like the the Bridgeport farmer or something I forget the name of it that was much more like a populist versus the valley socialist yeah yeah. it was much more like the little man sorry I was checking to see if uh it's funny because Christine had a question earlier but her question never shows up on when I go to our Facebook page and look at our live thing so we very well could be missing questions left or right blame uh Mark Zuckerberg who clearly has it out for us uh, Sunday, November 23rd, and America. 58 Derby tonight. This is in 1958 tonight. The very last show ever plays at the Commodore Hall theater between Minerva and Elizabeth streets before it gets converted into an indoor parking area. The show was a double feature. The first starring rock Hudson and Sh- Sid Charisse in twilight for the gods. The second starring Gary Cooper in man of the West. I don't uh, know either of those movies. Yeah, I've, 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 I think I've heard of Twilight for the Gods, but uh, November twenty fourth, nineteen oh eight, Ansonia, the roller skating rink reopens for the season on Mechanic Street. The building has been extended forty feet, 
and the now enlarged rink sports a new floor. More skates have been purchased for rentals. That just reminds me of that scene from Heaven's Gate uh, with the roller skates. Um, November. Oh, everyone knows. Yeah, Hulk. Yeah, right. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Classic film. Uh, yeah, that, it, that's a, a movie that's worth watching to see how bad it is. Anyway, November 25th, 1907. Happy news. The strike at the RN Bassett plant has been, quote, quietly settled, unquote. And all but all but all but the five female employees who were discharged for insolence have returned to work. So that's creepy on a whole bunch of levels. Get fired for insolence back in the day. Uh, bum bum bum. Oh, November twenty sixth, nineteen thirty four. Ansonia, the Board of Apportionment and Taxation votes to ask salaried Board of Education employees to give back six percent of their salary to the city. Wow. Due to its financial condition. So uh, where was that? In Ansonia, 1934. So, uh, yeah. Well, I think you, did you skip one about bottles somewhere? Oh, Ansonia. I'll do this one. Uh, November 23rd, 1932. Ansonia and Derby. 25 federal agents raid nine speakeasies in Derby and Ansonia and arrest nine. In Derby alone, 1,000 illegal bottles of beer are seized. Wow. Take one down, pass it around. So that's pretty good. Hey, you know what we should do real quickly is, and then probably uh, check to see if anybody has any questions. Uh, but other than that, we might call it a day here. Uh, let's go over some tree lightings. We got the tree lighting info, Christmas trees, all that good stuff. And Ansonia, it is Friday, December 2nd, 5.30 p.m., Veterans Park. That's next to City Hall. There's going to be live music. Holiday cheer. They're predicting holiday. They're, they're guaranteeing you holiday cheer. Free well, hot cocoa. <laughs> I like the ones where there is no holiday cheer. <laughs> I like the somber tree lightings. Santa's mailbox, letter for the troops, and toys for tots. Uh, and there's more info if you go to the city of Ansonia on Facebook. In Derby, the tree lighting is November 25th at 6 p.m. on the Derby Green. In Oxford, it's Friday, December 2nd. 6 p.m. at Oxford Town Hall. And there's like a novel accompanying. Uh, this is a fun evening for the whole family. Come one, come all. In Seymour, Saturday, December 5th. Hey, wait a second. I'm reading this now. Did I do this? It says, wait, Saturday, December 5th, 2015, Fry. Live mistake. No, that's from. Uh, that's directly from the Seymour CT website. Let Seymour is, has canceled here. Christmas this year. Uh, Kurt Miller noted Scrooge as, as they cut down the tree and they're using it for firewood. I think to put it in a parking lot. Calendar so of events. We don't have that oh, info. Well, let's get to the bottom of this here. And then, meanwhile, in Shelton, allegedly, celebrate Shel Shelton is hosting its third annual community tree lighting at the Veterans Memorial Park. That's 38 Canal Street East, December 2nd at 6:30 p.m. It says, bring your own ornament decorated what from there. What was the date for the Seymour? December 3rd? Yeah, the, what what's, we have December, f no, no, Saturday, December 5th, 2015. That was last year's, I think. The, so yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, Seymour canceled Christmas. I, I got it on good authority. Well, I'm just looking at their, their calendar of events. They have December 3rd, strolling carolers and visit with Santa, 6 to 8 p.m. So uh, I... 
that, well, that could be. That I mean, we to should have probably since yesterday. So yeah, yeah. We'll or it could have been just imported from last year. I don't know. I don't know. It's a big. It's a big mystery. We got a scandal on our hands here. You know, we'll deal with it. But uh, I guess just we'll check one more time to see if anybody on Facebook has any questions. Apparently, uh, we Tom Harbison has finished his lunch and we lulled him into a nap, so he's sleeping like a baby right now uh, with his phone using as a pillow, listening to our soothing voices. So thanks for uh, listening, Tom. Mr. Muscolo, thanks, you, thanks for your comment. I can't believe we actually were able to answer that. But uh, I'll just go out with saying, if you want us to post information on our website, the best way to do it is to send us a plain text email. We hate PDFs. We believe that PDFs are uh, the swan of the devil. Uh, it takes time to deal with them. Uh, so please no PDFs if you can. Just type it up before you, you know, at one point when you're typing into a PDF, you're in the, you're in plain mm. format and, and that works best. And then with a JPEG photo, you know, if you can send a photo separately as a JPEG plain text email with a JPEG photo, that's the best way we can get information on the site. And then if you go to valleyindy.org, look at the calendar over there. You can register, actually, you can avoid us completely uh, and you can, you know, d avoid that disappointment when it takes us eight years to uh, post your, your event. You can actually upload events yourself to the Valley Indy uh, calendar. So I guess, Ethan, is there anything else you wanted to add? You checked one last time for any kind of questions from our Facebook feed. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing on there. So uh, for valleyindy.org, my name is Eugene Driscoll, and that's Ethan Fry. And we'll see you... Uh, Just hitting refresh one last time. And it's, well, we can go offline on WNHH, and we can continue for 30 seconds on Facebook Live. And all right, uh, goodbye, Lucy Gelman. Oh,